off my hair. We're good here. <laughs> All right. So listen, when you look at Ryan Poles, Scott, he, man, he was a rising star in that Chiefs organization. He was around for three different GMs. You were one of those GMs, and he continued to climb those ranks of the organization throughout the time. What qualities did you see in him that made you say, wow, this guy's going to be in my position one day and be a GM in the NFL? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I hired Ryan. He was, when he got done playing in Chicago and was trying to figure out life, he went back to Boston College and was working as a graduate assistant in the in their recruiting department and i had known ryan because I, I had scouted him when i was at the patriots and i had also had pretty good uh success hiring former bc players and brian flores and dewan daniels who's the vice president of player personnel with the raiders and i met poles and hired him he's one of the first people i hired when i got to kansas city and i hired him for for a couple of reasons he's incredibly smart he's extremely passionate about football he he loves football the game he respects the game he respects the people in it not just his coaches but all of the people that are in it and he's in it for all of the right reasons and, and i felt that he was going to have a chance you know i don't think you hire someone at, at that age and at, at that point and say wow this person is going to be a gm but after we worked together for four years i'm like i figured out quickly that he was a leader um, and he was just a genuinely incredible person. And, you know, and I found out also, I, I think a really important thing um, that Chicagoans are going to find out about polls. Um, and he goes by polls. I don't call him Ryan. He, he's simply polls is that he, um, he has this loyalty about him that is rare. And, and just a quick story, you know, after I was fired in Kansas city, my wife and daughter and I stayed there for an extra year. And, Sometimes when you're fired, you know, um, you sometimes see the best in people and sometimes the worst in people. And polls remain loyal to my family and I and always checked in, you know, not just with a phone call, but stopped by the house to make sure that life was good and we were good. And uh, he, he's, Jared, he, he's a special person. When you look at the situation that he's walking into here in Chicago, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge? Well, I, I think there's a lot of challenges, right? He wouldn't be there if there weren't a lot of challenges. I think it's it's a couple of things. I think being someone who can bring it all together, which I think he's going to be able to do, meaning the personnel department, the football business department, all of the other departments that touch football, and then of course the coaching. I think he's going to he's he's a tremendous person in terms of collaborative thinking. And with that, he also knows that he has to make a decision. And Poles is really good at listening and even better at listening and then making a decision. And even when he was young in his career, I would put him in situations. I would try to overwhelm him intentionally with work. And he stayed like this and he remained thoughtful. So he's really thoughtful about it. And again, I think the thing that, that Chicagoans are going to be really happy about and Bears fans is he knows football and he knows football players. And he is going to find good football players for the right reason. He also knows chemistry because, you know, one of the things that we used to talk about and I used to try to drive home with the, the guys I worked with was, you know, anyone can go out and find good football players that can make the Pro Bowl, right? It's easy to spot talent and see talent. But you're not in the business of collecting talent 
you're in the business of building a team because teams win championships. We're not going to concern ourselves with how many, you know, how many Joe Smith jerseys we sell. We're going to concern ourselves with winning championships. Wow. I mean, that's, to me, that's powerful. That's what this organization needs, Scott. I mean, you look at and the that's last... who he is, Jared. That's who he is and what he is. I know. And you look at the last regime and, and, and finding talent and putting it all together. It's so true. I've been on really good teams uh, that had good players but didn't win because the chemistry wasn't there. So the fact that he has that ability to bring people together, to me, is special. You talked about talent and him being you know, in that draft room and being able to scout talent. What was he like in that draft war room with you? He, you know, he, we kept this, we kept our draft room really close knit. We didn't have a lot of people in there, but he was in the, every single meeting. Um, all of the, again, from year one, even when, you know, he, he knew what he knew and he knew what he didn't know. And he spoke up and he didn't talk just to talk or just to be heard. What I'd say is one of the things I loved and respected about him at that time, and I continue to love and respect, is he knows how to disagree. He knows how to push back. You know, I used to kiddingly call him uh, the union leader, right? Everyone's like, okay, Jimmy Hoffa, because he would come to me with problems, problems that existed that, you know, some, sometimes when you're in the leadership role, you don't know what's going on and you don't know when you're making your own mistakes. And people, because of, because of you're the boss, so to speak, people are maybe sometimes afraid to speak up and not just because they should be afraid, but because it's their own insecurities. Poles didn't have that problem. He could deliver good news and bad news equally. He could believe, you know, and when you asked him, Hey, Poles, tell me the truth. Tell me what you really think. He was thoughtful and, and, and prepared. And one of the things I used to tell the guys was, listen, you know, make sure that when you come to the table for your argument, you better be the best lawyer on the planet. Don't tell me you like a guy and just tell me that you like, well, because you know, this, this, and this, you better deliver the goods in terms of there better be a list of reasons why you're making the statement. And Poles was always able to do that. But I love that he was, you know, he had no issue speaking truth to power ever. And to me, that, that, to me, that's powerful. And I think about uh, first time GM, he has people like you, Scott, in his corner that are former GMs and people that he's been around. But in this organization, the way that it's structured, my question is, like, who does he go to when he does have questions? Does he have to build that for the people around him? Because there is no uh, director of football operations to go to. As of this structure, it's from what it sounds like from Mr. McCaskey, it's like, go to him. He's not nearly a football guy. So I just don't really know who does he turn to when he does have questions being a first time. Uh, it's you don't need to, you know, when you ask people questions, you can find quite ask questions and find answers in people in roles that aren't necessarily significant to the real world. Mr. McCaskey has experiences and ideas that, that, that Poles has never dreamed of. So he, Mr. McCaskey, George is going to have answers for him to certain things. You know, Matt's going to have answers for him. Matt's going to know things. He hired Ian Cunningham, who is outstanding. He's got a guy who's a partner with him, but also that knows things and has experiences that Poles doesn't have. Because no matter who you are as a GM or a head coach, you know, 
there's certain things, no matter how long you've done it and how much you know, there's things that you don't know. And again, Poles has a, he has a confidence about him, but he also has a humility to know that there are certain things that he doesn't know. And he will use, there'll be some scouting intern, right? That he will learn from and he will ask questions because again, he's got enough confidence and humility to, to know that questions are going to be, or that he can get answers to things from everybody. One of the biggest question marks for this Bears squad is the offensive line. And with Poles and his background at the position alongside Ian Cunningham and his background, yeah. should Bears fans kind of maybe feel a little bit more at ease that both of these guys, knowing that that kid's going to be a focal point and seeing what, what Ryan Poles did with Kansas City, that they can actually fix this offensive line for the future? You know, I, I'm laughing, Jared, because, you know, I've talked to Pole. I talked to him a lot. And I talked to him after I did a couple of these interviews. And he's like, dude, you know, you're, you're killing me. You're telling everybody how smart I am, how wonderful I am. I'm going to make some mistakes, you know. So so I, I'm learning to get better. I used to tell all the guys I worked with, hey, manage expectations. And here I am coming out of the gate telling Chicago how incredibly he is at everything. And to your point is, yes, I think that they can be confident that he's going to do a really good job of building the team up front on both sides of the ball because I've seen him and heard him evaluate players and be right. But, but here's the other thing is, folks, manage expectations. Not every single thing he touches is going to be gold, and that's what's beautiful about football. If you look at grades over the course of a game, if there's 60 to 70 snaps, people aren't going to win all of them. So, again, trust polls. But, it, it, again, I, now I'm in the job of managing expectations rather than telling everybody how great he is because he is great. <laughs> I'm with you, though, Scott. Everybody does have to manage their expectations. But one thing that I do like is that when polls was hired, it was a real quick turnaround in his decision for a head coach. And Matt mm -hmm. Eberflus is the guy that he went with. What does it say about their relationship just by looking at it from the outside looking in? To me, it looks genuine and two guys that truly like each other and really want to be able to collaborate with one another to make something successful here in Chicago. A couple of things. They also clearly respect one another. And the other thing is this, that, that he was prepared, right? And sometimes he was prepared and had a plan and he wanted someone else to be his partner or to be one of his partners, because when you're in one of those leadership roles, you have many partners and many important partnerships. So it was, they have respect for one another. They know that they can push back on one another, but also he was prepared and you can't underestimate. You're right. He came in having a good idea. He didn't have the full decision made, but he also had this pool of people that he wanted to make sure other folks were comfortable with along with him. How do you see Poles and Eberflus kind of building around Justin Fields and trying to get the best out of this young quarterback that everybody in Chicago oh. is feeling? They feel it, Scott. They feel it. This is the guy. But the last regime, there was some issues there. But now he gets an opportunity to be able to build around this young quarterback. I don't think this is uh, like this is a question that I don't think I can speak for on behalf of Ryan and for Matt. That's for them to determine and figure out and make sure that he's got, they, here's what I do know is if there's a chance, they're going to make sure that the chance is a real opportunity. But again, to say that, you know, I, I, uh, 
I got to draw certain lines where I, I can't speak for people. I can speak about what I know, but not, not how they're going to make the, that kind of decision. It's a huge decision. What do you like about Justin, though, when you see, look at his game as a former GM? Uh, what you saw in his rookie season that maybe should have Bears fans confident for year two? Again, I, I'll say this. I only saw a little bit. You know, I, I'm, I'm working, watching 32 teams. So to sit here and say that I know this player really well, uh, you know, I saw him coming out. And I think sometimes when you only have a little bit of information, you need to be careful not to speak like an expert on how you know a player. Um, what I like is that he's one. He knows what success looks like. He knows what success feels like and how and the things that you need to do to be successful. He also has seen the other side now where there hasn't been success. So to me, again, I, I, what I like is he's in a position and that he's young enough where he's going to have people coming in that are going to try to put him in a position to make sure that he succeeds. What was your take on the Super Bowl? How'd you like <laughs> How'd you like both? How'd you like the game? How did you like the playoffs? It just seemed like it was a, it was a uh, moment for football fans that we were pretty spoiled from the playoffs to the final game out there in LA. Yeah, I loved all of it. I loved all of it, and I also love, you know, I love the fact that, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I hope this isn't doesn't sound too off the rails, but. I love how Cincinnati has built their football team, right? To me, it was a more, I don't know if you want to say traditional sense in draft and um, careful free agent spending and signing and identifying a few players and doing a really good job. And yet on the, it, there's like this polarizing element of the Rams. I love what the Rams did because the Rams did something that, was also quite successful. And people were you know, holding their feet to the fire and Les's feet to the fire. And again, it's not how I would have built it, but that's just part of what I love about football because someone showed that there's more than one way to do things. And there's more than two ways to do things. There's dozens of ways to do this thing and build a championship team. And you know, what I love is, is with these two teams, people say, well, it's one or the other. One is going to be a success. One is going to be a failure. Heck no. They both succeeded. Two things can be right. You know what I'm saying? So to me, I loved what they gave us. And it was the, the playoffs were amazing. The Super Bowl was fantastic. And I, and I loved seeing people rewarded. You know, it, it, I, I'm hurt for the Brown family that, you know, that owns the Bengals because they're good people. And, and, and I love the way they do business. And I know less for a long time. I think the world is Sean and Kevin Demoff. And I love that they did things differently. They did things that they, you know, that they believed in and they were successful. So I love the whole thing, Jerry.